Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back. We're back in Tribeca in our studio. Um, my name is Mark DeMeo. Welcome to Police Off the Cuff. I'm here with my uh, partner in all things law enforcement, Bill Cannon. What's up, Bill? Last time we were here, I think, was the first week of March. Yeah. You realize that? Yeah. And, and right then, now it's, uh, what are we, the second week of... Uh, August. No, it's still first the first week, week of, of August, August. So that's got to be like eight months at least, right? No. I'm horrible at math. But uh, anyway, Five, so we're back, months. man. It's very, very exciting. We have a great guest today. Um, he's, uh, well, I got a lot to talk to you about. Uh, he's a retired sergeant. His name is Pat Russo. He is the man the manager, the coach? I'm the executive director of the NYPD boxing team and uh, New York City Cops and Kids boxing program. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, and I'm a big boxing fan. We're happy to have you on here. Happy to be here. So you retired from the job? I am. And were you a fighter originally? I, uh, well, in a I never fought before I came on a job, but I saw a sign in the academy back in 84 said to join the NYPD boxing team, and I went down to Staten City. I was going to ask you about that. If you can just join, like, it's not like something like, like uh, oh, I want to try boxing, so I'm going to go to the boxing team. You have to have boxing experience a little bit, no? You know what? It kind of evolved over the years. When, when I first went on the job, it, um, you didn't need any boxing experience because they matched you up with guys with no experience also. Almost like a smoker. So did you the knock girls out in the academy? No. I never got to spar with any females. Oh, no. me. So, yeah. me so you were in the couple academy. of prostitutes <laughs> on the job. So, uh, so you're in the academy and uh, you, you see this um, this a sign for right, there was a sign to join the NYPD boxing team, and I showed up in Starrett City, Brooklyn, uh -huh. famous Starrett City yeah, boxing gym. Yeah, I So went you mean the it. boxing training that you got in the gym, uh, in the in the academy, wasn't enough for you? No, <laughs> no. I, I always wanted to box as a kid, and it was there were no. I, I grew up on Bay Age Street in Brooklyn. Uh -huh. uh, so did you go, hey Adrian? I'm going after work to the boxing <laughs> gym. <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't married at the time, and I didn't okay. tell her. It was my girlfriend at the time. That's my wife. Not. So she you had nothing started. To do. Uh, you started actually training boxing as a cop. As a as a cop, yeah, uh -huh. as a, a rookie in the academy. You know, I sparred a couple of times. I went for three consecutive Saturdays, and the coach, Carl Schroeder, retired detective, um, came up to me and he says, "You want to fight against the fire department?" In Madison Square Against Garden. The guards. Wow. <laughs> so my first boxing match uh -huh. was in Madison Square Garden against the fire department. Oh, wow. I sold out Madison. I, I won. You did? I won. I beat a fire. There's very <laughs> few knockouts in police boxing, though, right? No, no, there were a lot today. Really? Because the, and now, like I said, it evolved into these smokers. Yeah. And in the smokers, they're guys that never really boxed, never trained, but they were guys that kind of have a beef. With one so another with, within right? the, in the yeah, but there's a difference between the smokers and the PBA boxing team. I mean, the boxing team, you guys travel internationally, yes, right? Yes, yes. There's a 100% there's a difference. And at the time, we were just the NYPD boxing team. Mm -hmm. We didn't do smokers where we fought legitimately the NYPD versus everybody. Mm -hmm. NYPD versus LAPD, Houston PD. We went to London. I, I went to that? London twice to fight the Bobbies. Wow. Yeah. That was a wonderful well, experience. What is it, uh, three rounds? Three. Uh, well, as an amateur, it's three two-minute rounds. Two minutes. Yeah. You guys wear headgear, too? Headgear yeah. and uh, big gloves, 16-ounce oh, gloves. Okay. 
Don't so it's safety, that. but but it's a lot of fun and the, and the competition was was wonderful. Because being NYPD, when we we went to London to fight against the Bobbies, mm -hmm. you you can't even imagine the way they treated us. Because the NYPD is known it's worldwide. Persona, yeah, absolutely. We, we actually got to meet the Queen. The Queen came out of Buckingham oh, wow. Palace and wow. had the band play New York, New York for us. Wow. <laughs> In London, it was that a long experience. Mark, right when we go in bars yeah. in New York City, yeah, it's the guys from Police Off the Cuff. <laughs> so, Get the janitor out here. when you um, the reason why you joined or, or got involved with the boxing early on in the academy was because you had an interest in it, right? I did. It wasn't, do you th was it because of the hook value? Because the reality is, if you do something on this job outside of actually being a cop, if you if you played football, I went to the academy with this guy. He was on the um, Dallas Cowboys before for a year before he came to the academy. Um, if you're basketball, whatever talent that you have outside of this job, if you're really good at it, you make the team, they want you. From that point on, Bill, you're... Your balls are dipped in butter. Come on, bro. You dropped them. Your that's, balls are dipped that, in butter. That's 100% true. We've got guys that are on the football team or anything. They got whatever they want. Yeah. They really yeah, do. Yeah. Well, you got whatever. You, get, you definitely take uh, whatever RDOs you want. Yeah. Uh, and you're always going away during the holiday for some... <laughs> some make-believe Well, nonsense. we used to think guys that were in the military used to get over big time. Oh, but that was before scared. there were conflicts. Right, then once we went to Iraq and Afghanistan, all of a sudden, there was no picnic anymore, right? You know guys that used to go, oh, I'm going on maneuvers this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. weekend, when the midnight tours hit, when you were in yeah, the nice squad yeah, yeah, chart, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> so, um, so take us back right now. You're, uh, how old are you? When you when, where are you from, anyway? I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I grew up in, uh -huh. uh, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And you didn't have enough fighting that you had to. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to re learn how to really fight. Yeah. What did you? Really box. What, so you I, I love the sport. I used to be that kid that every Saturday I would go home and watch uh, Wide World of Sports. Yeah, would have, yeah, I remember that. Would have USA versus the world, mm -hmm. like USA versus Cuba, USA versus Russia. I love that. Saturday so I said back it was something then, that I always wanted to do. You could watch. Uh, Salvador Sanchez, everybody, first, the Sugar Ray you know, Leonard, yeah, yeah. really great yeah. fights on Saturday in the afternoon, four o'clock. Right. Yeah. When boxing was great, where uh, Sugar Ray Leonard won, uh, Howard Davis from Glen Cove, uh, a bunch of guys won the gold. The Spinks brothers, yeah, they that, all that, won gold medals that year. That 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 was like that's the when best team boxing ever, right? was at its prime. Yeah. yeah. And Sugar Ray Fields, I think, was another guy. They won about six gold medals that year. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. That I have a feeling like Sugar Ray Fields, Seals. he didn't do too well, huh? Seals, it <laughs> Sugar Ray Seals. There's only one Sugar. Yeah, that's that's why right. Ray Robinson and uh, and then and, and uh, Tia Leonard, Field, remember Tiafilo Stevenson from Cuba? Tia, yeah, yeah. That guy yeah. was an amateur for about forty years, right? For forty years. Yeah, yeah but those, it was those, Cuba. those amateurs yeah. over yeah, there. Yeah, but they paid him, and yeah, which was unfair. So you start boxing on the boxing team here. And back then, I would imagine, like you said, it was almost like a quasi-smoker. It wasn't like really the way it is now, right? No, it was a legitimate boxing event. Okay. Right. All right, so how often, you said you were going once a week. When I used to box, I used to go, I used to go to uh, Lost Battalion Hall on Queens Lost, Boulevard. Lost Battalion, I know well. Did you know yeah. Artie? I did. Artie uh, Puerto Rican Artie, Black yeah. Artie? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what that yeah. guy told me one time? He got me into sparring because the gloves were coming up, and I was in... I wasn't good enough yet to go into the gloves because I'd only been like three or four months doing it. But there wasn't that many super heavyweights. I was over 225. So he want, you know, and I was always bugging him to spar. Hey, I want to spar, I want to spar. Come on, let me spar. You're not ready yet, go hit the bag. 
Go, go, go shadow box. And then he tell I'm me. Playing traffic. He, 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 he would go to me. Hey, uh, I, I, he goes, go shadow box. And do me a favor, put $5 on the shadow. <laughs> I got, no, he goes, I got $5 on the shadow. But then one time, uh, I started sparring. He finally let me go because the gloves were coming up. They needed super heavyweights. And from that point on, I wasn't really going to Lost Battalion. I used to get a call and be like, oh, go to Gleason's or go to Michael Elagide's place in this city or go to another place. And I'd be sparring strangers. They didn't know I was new. They didn't know I sucked. You know what I'm saying? I was getting that. Getting was you going, should be that. Yeah, but I, you know, I was also getting better. You know, you had to. No, you get better. The better, you're better your competition, the better I you I remember get. one time I thought I, my nose, my eyes were black and blue and my nose was hurting and I came in and I was just wanting to work out that day. He goes, oh, glove up. I got to you got to spar. I'm like, ah, not today, man. My freaking nose is a... What'd you, he goes, what'd you say? He said, my nose, my nose is freaking killing me. He goes, you know, why don't you go back to the weights? Because I was a bodybuilder. They don't hit back. <laughs> and I was like, this was the end of your career, man. You know, I, I still kept going a little bit more because I couldn't quit like on that day. But I was also uh, getting ready to go into the police academy and I hadn't broken a bone yet. So I figured out... And he changed his name to uh, Jerry Cooney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, you so you knew Artie, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know who used to fight in there? Michael Bent used to Michael fight in Bent, there. Huh? Um, Kevin Kelly. That's funny. My, Michael Bent ended up fighting my brother-in-law in the in the garden in the finals of the Golden Gloves. Oh really? And he beat him. Yeah. You know, one time we had a bunch of crackheads come down. Uh, not crackheads. Crack dealers come down to that place, and I remember um, they were bothering Artie and all of us. You know, they just. They were, they, you know, with the chains back then, and you know, who's the best fighter? I'm, I'm gonna f him up, and we all want to fight. And you know, I'm just, I'm new. I'm like, uh, I hope these guys don't come to me. And then, how much you weigh? Long story short, Artie's telling them to get lost. They will all, all of a sudden, Michael Ben comes down. He's got his bag, everything, and he looks. What's going on, Artie? So Artie goes, these guys, they, they're bothering us. They won't leave. He goes, you know what? I'll take care. He goes, I'll fight you all. Glove him up, Artie. I'm gonna go get ready. <laughs> so then they changed it too. Then yeah. oh no, only he wants to fight. So he came out. The guy didn't want to wear headgear. The the crack dealer he didn't want to wear a mouthpiece. Nothing. Finally get him into everything. Goes Michael Ben says I'm not even gonna hit you in the head. And one shot in the stomach. The guy's swinging for everything he's got. Michael Ben moves back. Wham! And then says the guy's like okay okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's hugging him. Oh you're the man. You're the man. You're the man. <laughs> So that ended that. And that's the funniest thing about boxing. Tell me that's not the truth. Everybody thinks you can do it just like comedy yeah. until you get in the ring and you get hit once or you run out of gas within five seconds. That's that's what the smokers are all about. They get the tough guy in the precinct uh -huh. and then the one guy that wants to call them out, maybe he's got a little experience and Kicks his ass. He, he shuts the tough guy <laughs> in the precinct up. But now I would imagine with, with the mixed martial arts being so popular, boxing is obviously, you know... Uh, Striking is a big part of it that you have, probably have people that with much more fighting experience coming to you Now uh, they've had a lot more experience than they used to have Well, it, we, some do yeah, uh -huh. some do but but the thing is we, we got to match it up as, as evenly as possible mm -hmm. And yeah, we don't want to get anybody hurt do you So we, we do but but that that works when we're going to box against other departments mm -hmm. Hey, let me, you've been around a long time. Let me ask you a question, because I just, out of nowhere, I watched this fight the other day. I don't know why. Richard Frazier. Oh, <laughs> God. He worked in the 2 six. Against Ro Roy, Roy Jones. Jones Roy Jones. Jr., Jones Jr., I remember yeah. I was, like, pumped up. You know, I, I was like, I, oh, this guy. I have a good friend. We uh, squad a lot. I know. And let me tell you something. Don't ask me how he did it. 
He managed to get away from uh, Royce Jones Jr., who we all know is one of the fastest guys in the history of everything. His hand speed was incredible, and he managed to duck and move and get away a little bit too much because yeah. and, and then he forgot to hit him back or try to anyway well he was looking to survive yeah I know I know because, it, I because know. he's a guy working a full-time job and yeah, training course, on the course, side of course and it was a nice thing Roy to Jones. do no it was a get, wonderful thing get that fight? He, you know. because it was it was I guess a little show business yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. a cop give him the opportunity like a rocky type thing right, right. give uh, the unknown cop uh, uh, chance didn't he to trip and sprain his ankle or something yeah. and he sued HBO no, I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Something with the job, too, because after that, uh, you couldn't be a pro fighter and be a cop anymore. Uh, oh, after really? that incident. But then now they changed it back, and you can't do it. Oh, yeah, good, good, you can't good. Turn yeah, because that, I think, I think you should... Kelly, Kelly brought it back, because Ke Kelly was actually, uh, Commissioner Kelly was a the boxing commissioner. Oh, yeah, yeah, At yeah, one yeah. time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, that's... Um, that's an interesting. I'm friends with. Uh, I used to work in the two six, and the guy who's in ESU. Um, I met him, and he's on the boxing team. He's probably uh, retired now from the boxing team, at least, if not from the job. You know what I'm talking about? He I'm was in sure. ESU. Uh, we had a ESU. couple of guys, Sinatra, Mark Sinatra. No, he's uh, he's uh, definitely Irish. Well, yeah, Joey Cintron. You know Joey, Joey Cintron? Cintron. He was yeah. a great anti-crime cop. Man. He was Very in my good team. He was team, one of the best follow guys I ever had, man. He could blend right in because he was small. Yeah. You know, no one thought he was a cop. You know? uh -huh. was well, that, that uh, and we were talking about him before. Jamal Spence was a was a kid in our Webster. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah. Go, let's start from the beginning with that. He, you have a program, right? And the program uh, is called. Uh, you're the founder of Cops and Kids. NYC Cops and Kids, correct? NYC Cops and Kids. Oh, sure. <laughs> and uh, what? What if I become part of the, I have my child, I want to put him in the program, what, 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 what they get a chance to do? Well, uh, we have the only free kids program in the city, so we... Uh, and this is boxing? Boxing. It, it, well, well I, I sort of changed it now. We sort of evolved because of that stigma that boxing has, and we got into everything. It's, so it's an NYC Cops and Kids Youth Center now, because mm -hmm. we're going to do CrossFit and... Uh, and Olympic okay. weightlifting, and it's free for kids 12 to 21 years old. It was established by cops, it's run by cops, and it's totally funded by cops. Wow. So it's it's re it's really uh, public relations-wise for the department. It's, it's it's a wonderful thing. That's and it's cops all that do it on their own time. And are it's you really nothing that's done. Well, we funded through our smokers. That's that's mm -hmm. how we got it. That's how we we evolved because. Boxing against the fire department, we had to split the money between us. We said, you know what, we could do this on our own, take all the money and put it just towards the program. So it's cops going out and fighting for kids. Uh -huh. So Where it, it's are your just training facilities? I, I get, we right now have one in Brooklyn, Flatbush, Brooklyn, and we have two in Staten Island. The Berry House is in Park Hill. And these are, uh, you put these in um, housing uh, developments? Well, we, we you use rec rooms and stuff? The, the, the hardest part, because we, we want to get back to have a presence in every borough, but the hardest part is trying to find a location, a landlord, that would give us this space for free. Because it's a free program. Oh, if we had to pay rent and utilities, there would be no way to actually actually fund the program. So, so that's the hardest part. Right now, we're really looking hard in the Bronx. So anybody has a place in the Bronx, you want a cops and kids program, and... Let me know. Reach well, let me out. ask you something. The, the, the kid that comes to you and says, I want to learn how to box, 
What, what's that kid like? Who is he? Who is this they, kid? They're usually at-risk kids that are in the community. And you, you know who it's that comes to us? is the parents. The parents that kind of, that see the kid is going with the wrong crowd, and they're in a panic. Mm -hmm. And they call us, they reach out to us, to our, to our social media pages. Yeah, tell and us they, about Jamal, because that's a real story. Well, Jamal... Jamal is a kid from Webster in the Bronx, mm -hmm. and he joins the Webster, the Webster program, and the coaches there take him in, and he, he's he's an okay boxer, but you can see he's a good kid, but he's going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. They put him in the right direction. They tell him take the test, takes the test, and today he becomes a New York City cop, and actually today. Present day, he's a first grade detective. Wow! Right, and and because he came from the streets, he made the perfect. He was an undercover. Mm -hmm. He bought up guns and drugs all over the place, and uh, just a wonderful kid. And he'll tell you, if it wasn't for the program, he uh, he would have went the wrong way. Got so that's that's what the program does. It get it gets to those kids that are on the fence, mm -hmm. and. Uh, and, and, and it puts them in the right direction. So that, that, it, 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 the program's really not about boxing. Right, the boxing saying, is the carrot the on the end of the stick. Even that, if the kid uh, doesn't become a great boxer. No, but I'll tell you, added, added a program, added 100 kids in the program, 20 of them box um, competitively. Mm -hmm. Most of the kids just want to, they want a shirt, they right. walk around. Believe it or not, in, in Flatbush and in Park Hill, Instead of walking around with Latin Kings colors, and they're walking around with a cops and kids shirt That's on, great. and they're proud to wear it. Mm -hmm. So, in this climate today, could you imagine? Kids are walking around with a cops and kids T-shirt on, a cops and kids jacket, and they're proud because they're, and they're proud because it's because of social media, because the kids in the program mm -hmm. have gone gone on to be like real good mm -hmm. good people, and and we got good fighters in the program. We had the last three Olympics. 2012, we had Marcus Brown mm -hmm. went to the Olympics from our Park Hill gym. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That, now, if you know boxing, mm -hmm. you know that's that's the world champion. Yeah, to yeah. get to, to get amateur boxing yeah. is to get a kid to go to the Olympics. 2016, we had a kid from a Flatbush gym went to... He didn't make the USA Olympic team, but he had dual citizenship, so we got him on the Haiti Olympic team. Oh, that's 2016, great. and now in 2020, probably be 2021 because of COVID, no. we have a Brownsville kid that's going to the Olympics, Bruce Carrington. It's yeah, it's a really good community, the boxing community. Uh, I remember it well. Um, you know, it's a it's a really tough road to. It's a it's a very individual sport. You know what I'm saying? Like even though. That, but the, but that's what that's what the great thing about it is. It it teaches the kids a work ethic and discipline. Mm -hmm. And I, I coach football and I coach boxing. But football, you know, if you're a linebacker, you got a safety behind you. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna if you make a, make the wrong move, you got a safety that's gonna back you up in boxing. Mm -hmm. You cheated and you didn't train. Mm -hmm. That's you in that room, right. and it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out when you make a mistake. It's you're gonna pay. You know, I had an idea that I was pitching early on when we started the podcast, and what I wanted to do with the PAL eventually when. This thing blew up, and you know people would listen to what I had to say. And one of it was I wanted to get celebrities who grew up in New York. This idea would never work now, by the way. You'll find out why. But I wanted to get celebrities who grew up in New York to sponsor uh, PAL teams, depending on from each neighborhood that they were. And then the coach, the coach, the cops would coach the kids. But I'm talking about it would be free for all kids: baseball, basketball, 
boxing, possibly football. All the equipment would be donated by these celebrities. And they would get their name on the, you know, little name on the jersey, but whatever. And then they would compete, and they would be uh, cops, off-duty coaching all these different teams. And that was my idea. There would be commercials involved. I, w I already had, like, thinking in my head, Fat Joe doing a commercial for his neighborhood in the Bronx. And then Wu-Tang doing something in Staten Island, how they're going to face, you know what I'm saying? And it would be like almost even like a little rap battle for these kids who were going to go out and play basketball on, in, a, in a tournament. You know what I'm saying? That's what I wanted. But, of course, it, we'd have to wait a couple of years until this sentiment against police officers because every, every celebrity right now is like uh, on this bandwagon to, uh, to defund the police. So uh, it's it just yeah, until they get their house raided by someone, then like the first thing it calls nine one one, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Half these people don't even know what they're signing up for. No, they just want to be. No they think they want to be on the right side of history uh, instead of having a backbone. But anyway, um, that was my idea at the time. But that's a wonderful idea, and and we think alike uh -huh. because because it's it's something that I that I would love to see the department really get behind. Maybe something good could come out of this whole thing. That right now they're finally realizing that there's not enough programs for the kids that are going to attract the right kids, yeah. and maybe they could start putting some money into the program. And I, I, I said it before, Colin Kaepernick, you took a knee, you brought it to people's mm -hmm. attention that you think there's a problem. But what are you doing now to come up with a solution? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what we're doing. We're running, we're running a boxing program for free kids. Now, why don't you? I'm calling out Colin Kaepernick. Run a program similar to ours. With I, I, mean, I don't even know where he's from, but with that local police department, mm -hmm. and do something like this, a cops and kids program, and, and all these celebrities that have got a problem with cops. Get, we know. All right, you, there's a problem. Now, what are you mm -hmm. going to do to solve the problem? We're doing it. In in the NYPD, cops are going out on their own, fighting for fun, and the money's going to keep kids off the street. What are you guys doing? Yeah. I'm calling them out. I'm calling all you celebrities out. Just your your that's a great idea. I why to make why it give so up easy. on it? All why had, all why give up do, on it? Well, I, I wasn't giving no. up on it. I was just yeah. waiting until we get to this our platform. No, I, I know, but why wait? You brought it to everybody's attention. You you crippled the NYPD. Shootings are going crazy. Why what are you doing? Look yourself in the mirror. What are you doing to solve the problem? I'll tell you what cops are doing. We're going out every day and, uh, mm -hmm. and taking care of kids. Because you know as well as I do, when you have a, a PAL, now you get to know some of the kids in your neighborhood. So God forbid, you know, the kid is in the wrong spot at the wrong time or whatever. If it's nothing, you know, nothing even serious. You know, you get that call. Oh, listen, and then you know, uh, I know the kid. He's a good kid. Let me go talk to him. I'll go. Let no, me that, go get his parents. You know what I'm saying? We we managed to circumvent. Uh, an arrest, possible arrest situation. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these uh, these small arrests wind up, it messes up the kid's head. They think they're never going to amount to something because they had this stupid discount arrest. Because, you know, uh, but the, my point is that you could you could prevent all this and the but, cops could be looking out for these kids. But now, now there's a good segue to why we started the program. As uh, I'm a rookie cop in a 7-2, I don't know if you go back that far, but 7-2 was a model precinct mm -hmm. for community policing. Mm -hmm. So I'm honored to be chosen. I'm a rookie. I got a, maybe six months on patrol at the time. And they say, you want to be part of the CPOP program. And CPOP was community police officers program. And this is 85, 86. 
common sense policing it was. Mm -hmm. Go to the community, find out what problems are facing the community, work with the community to solve the problem. Biggest problem in Sunset Park is probably every neighborhood in the city, every every at-risk neighborhood or every poor neighborhood was there wasn't no good programs for these kids. To get to these kids before the Latin Kings got to them, before the Bloods got to them, before the Crips mm -hmm. got to them, get to them with a program that's going to take them off the street and put them in the right direction. Well, well you know, and we've seen some programs like up in the Washington Heights uh, abuse sec baseball program. Yeah, which that, that's, that's a wonderful, a wonderful uh, program. The, uh, detective or Sergeant Moynihan or is it Detective? Moynihan runs it. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's it's successful the for same like concept. Years. So yeah. at a CPOP comes the we we build a, we find a location in Sunset Park. We build a program. This is thirty something years ago. We put a boxing ring up. We mm -hmm. don't even know what we're doing. And today we uh, got thousands of kids came through the program. But it, but it, but my point was that's police work because mm -hmm. it was crime prevention. Right. It was recruitment mm -hmm. that we got and. And some and of, it, some it, of the kids come police. back to you and give back to the program? They, the they, 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 all, they all do. The, my, my coach from Sunset Park, from my, my coach in Brooklyn right now, Avalana Salsa, was a kid that was in the Sunset Park program, mm -hmm. gets a job with National Grid, and today he's one of the premier coaches probably in the country. That's good. Yeah. coaches? He's, yeah. yeah, and he's, he's a kid that... It, now he's a man, and he's giving back to the program. He's uh, he's my head coach in uh, in our Flatbush Brooklyn yeah, gym. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. Uh, this the, this idea that we we, we comment the common idea we share, um, you know, it's not dead, but I think you know, we need a couple. No, of months I know, but let's revive let's let's revive it because yeah, because I I think the people mm -hmm. are starting to speak up. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think they're sick. They're reading the papers every yeah. day. They're sick of what's going on in our I'm, city and, and uh, in our country. And they say uh, the police are not the problem. No, this anti-police sentiment isn't going to last. No, forever, but no, 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 the, the police are not the it problem. It goes in waves. And, and but right opinion, now, we're, we're in the thick of it right now. Yeah. And when you look at the but faces I, I, I of think, the people, I think, I think like, like the really? corona, it, it came to its peak. Uh -huh. and I think it's starting to come down because people want to live. In a safe community. When I'm looking at Jennifer Aniston's picture as part of uh, this uh, defund the police, of all these celebrities that are defunding the police, I saw a whole cachet of pictures. I'm like, really? You too, Jennifer? Oh, God. Come on, man. You were my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... It's so pathetic. It's but pathetic. who knows? Who knows if she really knows what she's part of? She could have got a letter from somewhere, an assistant send it in. I, 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 to me, I'm hoping that's the case because you got to be a moron. You grew up here in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I love I the job she, of but violence, she but she don't live it today. No. She has no but idea. Still, it doesn't people matter. in Brownsville are living. People matter. in the Bronx I, I, are living. I, to me, I never, def I never drop my loyalties. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to change overnight just because. Um, because uh, you you think it should, you know. Yeah, I don't you know, switch it's like that. Also, these like woke ideas, like violence interrupters. What do they look like? You know what? What does a violence interrupter look like? You could like? always shut up right now. Your your career is dead anyway, pretty much. You could be quiet for a little while. I don't know why celebrities get to speak for groups of people anyway. They're not, you know, it's they up don't to know you shit about anything. I mean, she's the you only know? one that I actually cared about. You know, was there's like, lots wow, of them that speak well, up about things they're unqualified to talk about. You know? Anyway, I don't want to pick on her too much. Back to the boxing thing. Um, so, uh, we we covered the uh, 
this thing that with the with the um, the cops and the kids. Uh, so you say the spaces that you get are basically people have to give them to you for free. So if you're out there and you own a business and you have a spare uh, a basement that nobody's using. A back room. That's how much square feet you, no, do we, you need? We need about two, two thousand square feet. Two thousand square feet. We need plumbing because you have to have obviously a bathroom. Yeah. But how about, but, how but about it, boxing? Box professional boxers or the boxing whole industry there? They, do they help out? Well, they, they come and they support the program. We get a lot of donations from uh, kids that came through the program too. But none of them have made like Mayweather money right. where they could actually come back. That's my actual dream is one of our kids is going to make it to that level. And I'm going to give my kid a, a shout out right now. Chris Colbert, he's right now the interim uh, lightweight champion. And he's a kid that came to our Flatbush program, was a typical troubled kid, getting in trouble in school, constantly getting thrown out of school, came into our program. And today's a today's a world champion. He's a world champion, and he's got he's he signed with Al Heyman, and he's really got the opportunity to. And he, he's just a great kid. But when he came into the program, he he hates when I say this, but he was a punk ass. Yeah. And but but when they come into the program, they got that shield up, sure, that sure. thug shield, and. and a veneer. But, but you know what that you is? You have to have that's, that in That's the called survival. Yeah, yeah you it's called survival. And, and you know what's the greatest thing when you see in the gym, when they come in the gym and they're working with the coaches and stuff and then a cop comes in and a cop um, goes to work with him and everything mm -hmm. and you see the shield come down mm -hmm. and you say, that's my son. It could be God. Right. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a good kid right from the yeah, street. You know, Just um, a kid that's puts that shield up because it's survival. It's when you're going up and did, did you know Scooter? Yeah, I don't. He, okay. he trains a few of our kids. Though. Yeah, so Scooter wasn't a cop, but Scooter had this. Um, I wish I remembered his real name right now, but I'm giving a shout out to you, Scooter. Um, he's been in the boxing business and, and personal fitness uh, for for, for uh, as far as I know, 20, 30 years. Great trainer. But when he used to come in the gym, he talked to people in a certain manner that I, you know, it was like, I never, it's just, you know, because you lose that tough veneer, especially when you walk in and there's a grown man telling you, you, you know, you got to hit harder than that or yeah. just anything that he would say, what's the matter with your sneakers or you couldn't do your hair today? You know, they like that. They like that personal rapport um, and they like to let, have a place where you can yeah. let the shield down. Yeah, and, that, you know, and, that, and, that's, and that's what the boxing me. gym is. And and I invite you guys to come to the grand reopening when we open our I'd gym in Flatbush. I'll with, fight with, with a camera. We're shot. Yeah. No, no, we 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 do. We got to do something from there because uh, um, we're we're reconstructing the whole place. We got hit with a horrendous flood, uh -huh. and the landlord who's a wonderful guy in the Flatbush Gardens of Brooklyn. You, think you got anybody, maybe an old timer that can put, take Bill in the gym and punch him around a little <laughs> we bit? We got a few. We got a few. <laughs> Spin in here though, I said I'll fight him. Smack him around. I, I, think, we, I think that's a call out. <laughs> I, I think with, that could be the next smoke. I'll hit you with so many lefts, you'll be begging for a right. I'll hit you with so many combinations, you'll feel like a safe. Okay. We, 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 have, we have Madison Square Garden booked. The day they shut down the city uh -huh. was Thursday, March 12th. We was slated to have a big one of our biggest fundraisers in Madison Square Garden and it was canceled that night the night of the event oh, wow. so, so we're, we're rescheduled if you guys want to be the main event oh. <laughs> I think we could do it I'm not I think we worried. could arrange it listen I'll be I'll, uh, 
I remember when I was growing up back in the because right now it's like you you know when I used to go to bars when I was a kid, a lot of times maybe you just want to you just want to get get in a fight you know like not a crazy two three punches it wasn't a but big that's deal. all they usually are on the yeah ball but fight. now not nowadays every kid knows mixed martial arts you get into a fight next thing you know the kids wrapped around your head you're like whoa whoa my friend you're embarrassing me in front of my friends you win i you win just leave me alone you know what i'm saying it's not like the the way it used to be back in the day i i, I could still I, I know i still got some power in this 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 hand right here but i don't know my my wind is probably like two or three punches. I've been yeah, done. Yeah, that's a problem. And, but I can pace myself. What we do with, with, with the smoke crazy. is there are only one minute rounds, uh -huh. three one minute rounds. But that yeah, one minute, I, I definitely know how to one minute. Pace. That one away. minute feels like a half hour. Uh, <laughs> listen, I don't mind taking a shot either, man. How about let me ask you something? How about the UFC? They seem like they got nothing but money. Why don't you hit them up yeah. for some money? You know, yeah, I know it's mixed martial uh, arts. Sure, yeah. it's like, see, see if you could get me on Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, we, we like that too, you know. Yeah, no, but I mean, they got sick money. Yeah, no, I, I know. Give, it, back, it's, give some it, back, you know. The problem is, yeah. is that, that, you know, if, if professional boxing did it here in New York, then uh, they'd probably wanted them to, to do it all over. Yeah, that, no, that, that's money. that's it. Like everybody says, oh, why don't you just get Everlast to donate it? You know how many boxing programs right, are right. in the yeah, country? Yeah, yeah. If they they'd be a not for profit. Company, if they uh, I think the move, like we away. mentioned earlier, would be to get celebrities involved. So get celebrities involved. Get them to write it off as a donation to our, uh, what's that called? Uh, we're, we're non-profit. A, we're, we're a not-for-profit. It's yeah. NYPD Finding Finest. Not-for-profit. And, and all the money and, goes um, towards the kids. Yeah, man. I think it's definitely it's definitely doable. I, I just want to get like a, a bigger platform. I know. See, I've been, I've been a comic for uh, 20 years. I'm good, not good friends, but... I know a bunch of uh, comedians that we all know, we see on TV every day, that I could get to at least take up a program and introduce me to somebody else and we can network this thing. And before you know it, it's still be off the ground. Well, that, that's my biggest problem is, is because running a program is difficult because mm -hmm. you're dealing with, with kids that got mm -hmm. multiple problems. Yeah. And so you really got to be on top of running the program. But now funding mm -hmm. takes a lot to raise the funds. I find myself putting too much time in fundraising yeah, and not enough time running the that. program. And, it, and it's just because we're a bunch of cops that got together, put this together and at a, at a bar, mm. this paper, yeah, we're going to do it. And we, we, we never had any real backing. But but that yeah. that's what we need. I need somebody that says we're going to fund the program and then let us run the program. And, and just look how good we did just by the seat of our pants. Mm -hmm. If we had... Uh, a stream of funding that we didn't have to waste so much time running the fundraisers right, and just just kind of just focus on Absolutely. on running the program and, yeah. and the, the kids in the program re really you know what it is there's a stigma to boxing where when you when you're trying to raise funds mm -hmm. people don't want to give the boxing program why just because of an ignorance of the sport and an ignorance of what we do they think we're just teaching kids to beat the crap out of each other, the whole concussion thing. And uh, they, they're just they're hesitant to give money towards boxing programs. But but the kids in our program, I'm telling you who they are. They are the throwaway kids in New York City that nobody wants to deal with because they're hard. Mm -hmm. and, and, and now you got cops that just know how to deal with them just because we deal with them every right, single right. day in the streets. And, and you know how to talk to a kid. You don't talk down. Well, let me ask something. Besides the boxing part, is there any other uh, 
maybe counseling or anything like no, that? No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't want to miss out on that. And like I said, it's a carrot on a stick. We got them in the program. Now we have a classroom that we built in the Flappers program. And they said, why would you make me waste all this money to build a classroom? What boxes are going to be in that classroom to do anything? Right. It's full every single day. Because you know what? They see the one kid that took it, and and it's not a classroom to, to do, like, homework. It's a classroom, like a life classroom. Right, right. If you got to go for, if, you go, if you're going to take the police test, we have police books. My, my, my mentor teacher is a Golden Gloves female champion. She writes for the, she, she's a professional writer, Sarah Deming. And she's just a wonderful, wonderful person. She sits there, and the patience of a saint sits there, and will go over how you take the NYPD test. But not only how you take the NYPD test, how hard was it when you went through the investigation process? Mm -hmm. Right. If you didn't have a parent, somebody at home, to help you get through that investigative process, how, how's she going to do it? So we sit down as cops. This is how you got to get there. You got to get all that paperwork right. in. You got to go there in a suit and tie. You got to... We, we, I, they went there in my kids' suits to go to the... The interview. To go meet their interviews, yeah, yeah. but, but great, that's, that's but, but it's say that's what I said. It's not boxing. It's it's putting a it's kid life skills. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just taking care of that throwaway kid that nobody gives a shit about. Everybody wants to spend a lot of money on the board of education, but these kids, these are the kids that slip through the tracks, right. that get involved in our program because they want to fight to get out of the streets, and they. Uh, that's great. And 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 that and that's what the the classroom does. They, mo a lot of the kids because they don't want to go to college. They're not, they're not college material. Mm -hmm. They realize that, but you need that to become a cop. You, so we, mm -hmm. we tell them you gotta go into service. You know how many kids went through the service, but they gotta get through that, uh, AV, the ABS ab. Mm -hmm. They gotta get through that test, and it's a little difficult for some of them. So we teach them how to take that test and pass it, and how to go through the investigation process to get into the military. Well, you and, saved. And, you definitely saved a lot of kids. No, and, and write resumes, yeah. and and then we have an SAT. If you take any SATs, we got a kid that came to the program. You should have coached him. He had a bad SAT. <laughs> 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 he brags about it too. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing that you're involved in. Uh, are you still in the city, or you live on the island? I live in, in Staten Island. Oh, yeah, good. All right, good. So yeah. you're there, we're close to the gyms and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I got my routine. I got I got a business on. Utica Avenue in a 6-7, mm -hmm. Chef Choice. So my routine is I leave work, I go to our Flappers gym, I hit my uh, Park Hill gym, and I hit our Berry Houses gym, and then I'm home by 8 o'clock at night. Wow. Wow. It's so, a busy yeah, life. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you stop. But it's a good life. Stop in there, smack a couple people around. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but the coaches most. <laughs> Collects the money. And, 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 and it's really the coaches that do the uh -huh. grunt work because they're there every single day right. with these kids. And that coach, really, they do God's work. They become not a boxing coach. Besides a boxing coach, they're the mother, the father, yeah. the teacher, the priest. Does the kid get to spar every day? Or? No, no, no. It's no, the no. It's, it's Sparring is you hook up the sparring and you, and you take it. Well, you've seen it, right? Mm -hmm. You've seen it with Artie. You wouldn't let your spars and you're not ready, you're not ready, you're not ready. Because yeah. that's the worst thing you could do is you put a kid in there when he's not ready. He gets punched in the nose. His eyes start tearing. And he goes... Yeah, this ain't for me. Yeah, and then yeah. they're, they're done with the gym. So you, you got to take yeah. your time with them. Uh, that being said, the uh, I, I tell you, I haven't, I haven't been in the ring or fought in a long time, but 
I can almost guarantee uh, I could beat up a couple of your kids. I got Chris Colbert, 130 pounds. No, no, no. He's, you already talked to him. Not that kid. He'll even say, put three of them in here. I can take all three of these 120 pounds. Just him, it'll feel like you're fighting three guys. No, I'm, talking, I'm so talking about one of the newer kids that are coming up the street. <laughs> wow, that's great, man. I, 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 want, I, want, I want to do more stuff with you. I want to team up, and maybe we can make this thing a reality. And I think boxing is a—it's a great sport because even though it's such an individual thing, um, that's what's important about. It. You mentioned about the team sport—you got a safety behind you; he's going to cover your back. In boxing, you kind of got no matter what happens, you got to do everything yourself. No, it's a, you got to run it's yourself. On your, right. You got to do the sparring yourself. You got to hit the bag, the, the nutrition, all that. You could have a bunch of coaches and everybody around you trying to motivate you, but in here. In here, you have to be prepared. You have to, you know, I, I did it, it. Bodybuilding didn't hit back, but it was a discipline. And I still, to, to this day, I follow that discipline. I mean, I don't follow it, but at least I know I'm doing wrong. Yeah, but, but, but it, it, and, it, and, it, uh, and it teaches you a work. It teaches you a work. That was great. That was great. I almost thought he was still working out until he said that. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. Listen, I know when I'm eating wrong. And I remember bringing I know, my. I used to bring my own chicken places. I know I when I have that big drug, glass of tequila that it's wrong. Yeah, but but that's what the boxing does. It teaches them exercise to eat right. We have a whole nutrition program mm -hmm. that the kids have to follow and. And it's just, it hits every good point. Now, you have it, your son's on the job, right? My, my son is on the job, is and he, he boxed. In he, boxing? he boxed. He came through the program. Oh, great. He, uh, he followed in my path. He fought Madison Square Garden and beat up a fireman. Oh, <laughs> that's great. We love that. Yeah, and he's, uh, he, he went on the job. He was in a 7 7, and he just got picked up. We don't hate firemen anymore, right? No, no, no. I, so I love the It's been so firemen. many years since 9 11. And, and he, he got caught. And, in this climate, he got called for the fire department, and he stayed on the job. Wow. We'll see how smart that move was. Right, right. Fireman yeah, that's interesting. I tried to do that, too, and um, it didn't work out. But I also had a friend, my friend Richie, may he, die in, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, he died in a fire, and he was a power lifter. And I, I always think about him. I'm like, wow, that guy was, he can move anything. And how did he not get out of that fire? Like, mm -hmm. if he would have died, I would have definitely died. You know, so it's in a way like, you know, you got to think about would I rather get shot or burnt to death? No, I'd rather get shot. Well, smoke, no, but the smoke is the worst thing. No, because because I've been in a fire and it was it was it's bad news. Yeah, you earn your money. All those times that you're working out and eating that one fire, you earn your career's pay. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's fire is no joke, man. Like, you could feel it from a block away, the smoke and all that. I'm like... Until you feel it. You're in that building. My God, I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah, and you can't keep... Like, if you, you get a call, like... You could always pretend like you can't find the edge. You just got the lights and sirens on. Where they're still shooting, keep going around. This <laughs> is the fire. You see it right there. Like, that's it. We can't pretend like we don't see the fire. You got to go to it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so... Um, so uh, now the firemen, th their team, they, they probably get more of a chance to work out at work than uh, cops, right? That's uh, when I when when I, I boxed that first boxing event against the fire department. We did. I, I got. I, I think they copied. Do you remember twenty four seven? Yeah, they yeah, do the twenty four seven. But we we the the post sponsored it, 
and every day they would interview a cop and a fireman, and they put the interviews in the, in the paper. Yeah. And the fireman that I fought said, uh, how can I lose to a cop? We're naturally built stronger. Oh, We're training God. every day. Oh, really? That's what he's saying? <laughs> yeah. He kicked his but, ass? No, no, it was a, it was, <laughs> it, it was a, it was a very close bout. He's yeah. a wonderful guy. But it, but it gave me a little incentive to, yeah. to go that extra level in training. Well, they do get a chance. To, I mean, look, the equivalent would be our ESU guys. You know, they have to, they can't sleep at work. You know, they got to be on the clock. Fireman sleep at work. They go in nuts. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, they go in for three in, days. In case my my because my son is still on the list. I love firemen. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm just saying they go into they go into work. They work you know what three days in a row, and they have like four days off, right? And out of those three days, they're sleeping. You know, half of it. You know, right? I used to uh, perform at this club down in the village. He totally ignored me about <laughs> the, the, the fire because thing. he took my no, lead. I don't no, want to no, it's, it's about the, the fire thing. We want them as customers on off the cuff. Right next door to the comedy club downtown on Fourth Street used to be. <laughs> and you got a park. Would be. Um, <laughs> was a firehouse. It looked like a firehouse. It might have been a firehouse back in the day, but at this point right now, it wasn't an NYPD, uh, a New York City fire department house. It was a privately funded firehouse. What they do is if there's a fire, they go in and save the computers. But people, <laughs> tourists would be walking by and they'd be peeking into this, would look like a firehouse. And it was right next door to the comedy club. So I, w I would always tell them, shh, they're sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> wake up. And they'd always go, really, they're sleeping? I said, yeah, they sleep all day. <laughs> I remember the firehouse near the first precinct down by, you know, by, by, by the World Trade Center. Okay. These guys had like, you know, three years uh -huh. on the job. And, you know, 9-11 was 15 years ago, and they're standing there like, dude, you weren't even there. Uh, and all these tourists are, like, looking at them like they're these heroes. You I, know, you know what? I envy them, though, because they, the, they take the rig out, and they park it right there on Bleecker, <laughs> and they stand around it, and the, the man, the chicks that flock around that thing. I, I love when they it's go. It's better than the horse. It's better than the dog. I love when they go for Chinese food with the entire battalion in the uh, truck. Because you can't hide the horse. I don't care how many chicks, you know, how many girls gather around the horse. They're trying to feed the horse. At some point, you want to get rid of the horse. Where are you going to put it? The truck, we could just leave it here. Just unlock it and let's take a walk. <laughs> we can't just leave the horse. You can never just leave the horse. You know why? It might be a problem. People like to give it drugs. <laughs> drugs <laughs> the horse. You ever see people when you leave hey, the horse? Hey, my horse has like got this. the munchies. Like, <laughs> right? I guess in New York today, it's commonplace. <laughs> We, mean, we really don't want to put down firemen. They are no. good guys. Love no, the no, no, no. We just, love the we're just, no we're today we're busting balls in the firemen. We're just busting a balls. Bit. That's tr it's true. So if uh, somebody wanted to give you some money, donate, sponsor, where could they find you? Uh, NYPDboxing.com. We have a donate button. You just could go on it and donate and follow us on social media, Facebook, NYC, Cops and Kids. And on Instagram, NYC Cops and Kids. You were just also on a national uh, radio show with uh, John J. Uh, John J. Wiley, Wiley, yes. Wiley, right? Well, yeah, it, 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 didn't, didn't didn't come out, it didn't come out yet. I think he said two weeks, so that would be probably in another week. And the nice thing is, once it comes out, it's on for a week straight. Oh, that's so, yeah, yeah, which is great. So you know, you definitely plug that on social media. I did. You know? I did. Uh, I didn't get it out enough. We yeah. got it caught it right on the end because we went a little How long. How often? Um, uh, tell us about the schedule with the boxing. Like, if I'm on the boxing team, what am I responsible for? for How often am I going to fight? A what, year. 
Well, we're talking about the NYPD. I'm on the, bo- let's on the, I'm on the boxing team. team. Well, we, 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 we try to do four shows a year, so every three months. Okay, so, and then usually that's going to be, well, you got the one at the Garden. Right, that's one at the Garden every and year. And then you, where we you we go, do, LA, we, No, we're just doing smokers now cause we te- we, because now it's, it's about making money to keep the, uh, the program alive. Uh-huh. So basically we really haven't fought another police department in a while because we, those shows we really don't make any money to go into the program. You so spend everything, money because you gotta get to England and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, no, it, it does. It costs us a fortune. To, just think of the travel and hotels to go to London, to go to Houston, to go to LA. So right now we've been just doing smokers and what we do is we do one in the Bronx, which is always sold out, the wonderful event. And we do one in Coney Island. We do one right in Gargiulo's parking lot, which is great. That's nice. Outdoors? The, yeah, it's outdoors. You got yeah, the cyclone nice. and the Ferris wheel as the backdrop. You get knocked out, somebody brings you a snow cone. <laughs> and then Nathan's outdoors. Nathan's outdoors. The butterflies are going around your head. Somebody's giving you a snow cone. It's going to be all right, kid. But they're, but they're great events. And, and the precincts just really come out. They make a whole yeah, night yeah, of it. Yeah, it's they, a great they thing. Rent, the Bronx rents a bus. The Bronx, Bronx is the best. They, they rent a bus. They come out. They yeah, come right. out and really, really support their exactly. guys. Now, let me ask you something. Um, how often is that that the best fights are not in the ring? They're actually in the audience with the cops when they get drunk <laughs> and they start fighting each other. We, we, you, ever a, you ever take the camera off the ring and just go, let's look at this the fight? Well, there, that's, there goes a the guy from the 4-4 fighting a guy from the 7-6. Well, that's when, that's when the real NYPD team fight is. They're in the audience trying to prevent that from happening. Oh, really? Because, yeah, because I know that's going to be the, the end of our smoke. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, one right, day, right, right. the one day when it becomes an all-out brawl. Or if there's <laughs> spot, someone spots an IAB guy in the audience, let's fuck that guy up. <laughs> that's great. It's a wonderful thing you're doing, man. So, okay, so we're doing the smokers right now. Once COVID is over, hopefully we can... Um, you know, the, the, the big thing we got coming up is going to be the grand reopening because I said we got we got hit with a horrific flood in the Flatbush Gym, mm-hmm. and the landlord basically ripped out the entire thing and rebuilt it for us, wow. and wow. and it's it's almost it's almost completed and it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Once you see this gym, and we're gonna we, we we teamed up, we're gonna have NYPD CrossFit in there. NYPD yoga because we we always get knocked that we don't do enough for the girls even mm-hmm. though we, even though we are Christina Cruz that's another Olympian I, I keep forgetting to bring her up Christina Cruz is a seven time Golden Gloves champion she's also made she didn't make the USA she's an alternate on the USA team mm-hmm. she's got she's from Puerto Rico. She's going to be represented Puerto Rico in the Olympics wow. in Tokyo. So, so we're going to have two, two kids in the Olympics, which is I was alternate for the uh, very the, uh, I'm an alternate for the New York City Marathon every year. That was my bucket list. I, I, call, never, I, call I, call load. I called my load for three months, but <laughs> I had to never call me. <laughs> what were you saying about the kids that cut you off? The, uh, the girl, she, she said... Uh, Chris, uh, Christina Cruz, so she she's going to be representing... No, she's Harren and Bruce Carrington are going to be representing us in the, uh, in the Olympics this oh, year. Oh, wow. Yeah, All right, program. cool. That's great. So this must really bother you, this whole COVID thing just knocked this whole thing out of, oh, out of the box, it's, right? My, my phone yeah, does. Because now what happens ringing. with the boxing? Man? Yeah. No, what happens with the kids that are in the streets now? They, they yeah. haven't been in the, in the gym, and this is summer. 
the worst possible time yeah. for, them, for them to be in the streets. So, now they know how to so, fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how they survive. That's survival skills. And knocking their sister in. right out. <laughs> Everyone's in that apartment all day, right? Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, you I mean stuck in a small apartment. Anybody ever get like hurt in the ring there? Like uh, no, for, on the job? I'm not gonna wood. No, we we've been. We really we put the big gloves on and warm uh-huh. it around the headgears. So we really, really, and we try to referee the fights where if somebody's getting their ass kicked, which would it would be great visual. Mm-hmm. Watch a guy get his ass kicked. <laughs> we try to stop. <laughs> we, we try to stop. Are you it. talking about in the stop smoke? It. Yeah, we try to stop it before it gets to that yeah, gets yeah. to that point. That yeah, because that's that that would be the last thing we wanted sure, somebody sure. to get hurt but uh right. we, we did get a lot of hurt feelings yeah sure <laughs> and embar- why is it embarrassing nights i mean boxing's one of those things like there's no fake in it you look no nah, that's because there's a grace to it there's a movement to it uh it's really really hard to fake like you know you could maybe do the, the there's the, no fake in it you didn't run you didn't train right. you didn't eat right but i'm just saying it's when you see somebody out. like a novice like that, that they, they think that maybe they could be a really good fighter in the street for some reason, or they've won their street fights, but now you put them in the ring and they just get annihilated by somebody who could be half their size, not intimidating looking at all, doesn't have a mouth on them, they just know how to, how to handle themselves. No, but, but, it, but it happens all the time, just like the, the kids would bend when they yeah, came yeah. in the ring. And they, they, Michael Bank, perfect story. Yeah, and every, and every bar, they're knocking people out. But you put them in a ring with somebody that really knows how to box and they don't stand right. the chance. Well, you used to have that on TV where the bully would fight the UFC fighter. You ever watch any of those? Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was great. Like, yeah, yeah. you could see, like, a real buff yeah. guy and the UFC guy would just beat the shit out of the guy. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> it just goes to no, show you how stupid Martial arts. No, it's not fake. If you know how to box and you know yeah. how to do martial arts, yeah. it's, a, it's a skill. It's, it's a real Absolutely. skill. Have you ever had a... Bo- uh, uh, the guy who was a cop that's, you know, was so good at boxing that you're like, hey, man, you should just, why are you here? You should just be a pro. You know, just well, go completely well, pro. Richie Frazier was that guy. Uh-huh. It didn't work out. But, yeah, but he, he, made, he made a nice living, and Richie's a wonderful guy. But you can't work a full-time job and be a pro be a fighter. Boxer, yeah. Just it can't do it. Of- it's, it's really a life's dedication that you got to... Oh, not only just for the to, time to, that it to, consumes. To work at that level. To, Even if to it was just the level. eight hours that you had to give him. It's not an office job. There's a lot of stre- there's stress to, involved yeah, oh, in it. That's there there, there was cop. this guy from a story of Queens here years ago, a guy named Mark DeMeo, but he just didn't have <laughs> the eye of the tiger. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so he became a comic. He gave it a shot. <laughs> and now he's doing a, a podcast. That's <laughs> And he was fighting crime every yeah, day. Yeah, he stayed off the streets, you know. <laughs> Beat the streets, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to just go through this one more time. If we want to make a donation, um, if we have a space, first of all, if we have a space, if you have a space, if you have a space in the Bronx, we need about two thousand square feet, and we need obviously uh, bathroom facilities. Um, NYPDboxing.com or my email is NYPDboxing at AOL.com. Is there any way that you can? Um, maybe get involved with a, a pre-existing boxing program somewhere and use maybe, I don't know, Sunday from 8 to 4 uh, when it's yeah, not that it, open. I know, that that's, that would seem like a Just logical to bring your thing kids to do. In. 
but because those programs are for profit, right. we're not for profit. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if you got your kid, are you gonna put them in the not for profit and not pay? Mm -hmm. Or put them in Gleason's gym where they're paying a, a monthly fee? Is there any way Mark or I could do a smoker against uh, de Blasio? <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> I think like a tag team. <laughs> yeah, we'll, like a we'll tag do a tag team. You do the first round, you do the second <laughs> yeah. round, I'll do the third yeah. round. <laughs> <laughs> for, you know, it's for charity. I think I think we got to call them out. Here <laughs> the <laughs> we're calling you out. <laughs> and I would imagine, uh, once again, with the website um, for Cops and Kids, where, where can we donate money for that? NYPDboxing.com. There's a donate button. Just hit it, and all the money goes directly to the... Keep the gyms open. That's it, man. You you did a, you're doing a great job there, and I'm hoping that. Um, and, and it is police work. It's not making a championship boxing. It's it's crime prevention. It's recruitment. It's uh, putting kids in a better better place in life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a discipline to it that carries over into day to day life. You see the benefits of training. You see how much better you get, and that's what you need. When you're a child, you need to see, oh, if I invest some time in this, I could get better at it. And I could, you know, I could be better than the average person and then better than people who do it. It just depends on my, you know, how much, how involved I get in it. And I think that's an important lesson. And, and just to say that it's really not all about the boxing. And we, any kid in the program that gets over a, a 90 average, every report card, they get a $50 cash prize. Well, and you great. can't believe how many boxes get that fifty dollars. These son of a bitches. I gotta go to my box. <laughs> yeah. And come up with fifty dollars. How much do you everything. get? How much do you get if you have like over seventy? <laughs> <laughs> Try harder. And, and at the end of the year, any every kid, and because they're so competitive, out of the whole program, at the highest average gets a thousand dollar check wow. from the NYPD boxing team. Wow. That has the highest average of the year. What's the oldest boxer you got there? The old 21. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. I want to thank you for coming in and, and gracing us with your presence. You're doing, uh, you're doing God's work out there. You know, you're doing a great, great job. And I'm going to make sure that, you know, we get a chance to uh, have you back on again once this COVID thing is over and uh, we could promote with the next smoker and uh, we'll get it out to all our listeners. And also, I'd like to come down to the event with Bill. No, please, come down to the opening event. You could yeah, broadcast from right yeah. there. Uh, I'm hoping the PC comes. You know, I'll come down in my bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> the Dominican chef, Stallion. Chef, chef, chef choice beans. <laughs> Oxtail right, on the back right. here. Rice Roll. and beans. <laughs> All right, this was a good episode, man. I'm, uh, Bill, any parting words? Nah, look, I'm always... Um, you know, sort of humbled to meet, to meet you, Pat, and uh, the great things you're doing you know, with your life and helping other people with their life. It's, uh, it's very humbling. You know, you've given all your time for this, and, and I, I salute you. Yeah, we're working on a website, uh, and we're going to put your stuff on there, like a link, a direct link, so if people want to donate, they can, uh, they can just go to our website. It's in the process of being made right now. But in the meantime, I guess we're doing the COVID thing. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming by, man. You're welcome. Remember, the cops are not the problem. We're the solution. Yep. Yeah, we definitely, yeah, we're definitely not the problem. We're trying to do some good things here, man. And that's what we're bringing to you. Positive. We're trying to stay positive during these... Uh, positive or fun. 
Yeah, positive and fun, and we really legitimately want to help the kids, man. We want to get these kids out there, uh, get them involved in something positive. And, uh, you know, a career in law enforcement could be one of them. Learning how to box could be another one. But in the meantime, uh, be safe and take care of yourselves out there, fellas. Go home to your families. Thank you.